We hope you enjoy this message and that it encourages and inspires you. For more information, head to lifepointwithanee.org.au. Let me say welcome to our service today. And one thing that's happening on Mother's Day is we start to look at our story. And we realise that our stories are, are more complicated than what we even thought of, or we hoped, or we dreamed that they could be. And there are chapters, there's chapters in our stories as we reflect on mothers and mother's days that we wish we could change, or we wish we could rewrite, or we wish we could write a new chapter. But the problem in, is in life, we don't have that opportunity. We journey the journey the best we can. And I wonder how your story is going. I wonder what's happening in your story today. I want to invite two mums up. It's my privilege to have Beck and Kathy here today. They're both mums and they're going to come up and we're going to ask them about their story. And I'm sure as they share their story, as you look, look at these two mums on the surface, you think, well, I'm sure they've had a good life. I'm sure they've had an easy life. I'm sure they've got it all absolutely together. But it's not until we start to talk about a story that we see there's parts that have been pretty deep, parts that we needed to hang on to something, and also times when we just wish things were a bit different. So ladies, thank you for being so brave today to be here. Thanks for your willingness, I know, to be honest and to, to share your stories, and, and that is going to be amazing. And we're looking forward to hearing it. Don't be nervous. They're actually nice people. A big smile now from everybody. Online, smile big. <laughs> These ladies need that encouragement. Beck, I might start with you. Is that okay? Sure. Okay. I want to ask you, what has been your journey as a mum? Can you fill us in a bit about the journey? Yeah, sure. Um, so being a mum started when I was 25. I got married when I was quite young, in my early 20s. Um, so by 25, I was pregnant with my first child, which is Oscar, who's now 11. Um, and when Oscar was four months old, I found out that I was pregnant again uh, with my daughter, Miller, who's now 10. Uh, so not necessarily the way that I planned it to happen. Um, but, you know, it certainly has its upsides now that they're so close in age. Um, but having them so close together definitely was a challenging season. Um, my husband at the time worked away a fair bit, so, you know, the responsibility really fell heavily um, on me. In hindsight, I think after Miller was born, there was um, some postnatal depression that wasn't diagnosed. Um, and probably not until um, the kids were about three and four until um, I actually got some help and realised that I actually was struggling with um, some depression. Um, yeah, so I think, you know, from um, there I sort of um, got some help um, as a mum. You know, you tend to not, uh, when you go into being a mum, you don't really have anything to weigh it up against, so you don't know if you're going well or if you're not or if you're supposed to feel like that or you're not. Um, so when I finally got some, got some help and worked through a few things, um, learnt how to take care of myself, um, that really um, 
set me up well sort of from that point. Vic, thank you so much for realising that you needed help. But the hard thing about realising you need help is you've got to go and get it, isn't it? Mm. And, and that's amazing that you've done it. And getting help, has it really worked for you? Yeah, absolutely. Great. Yeah. And what would you say to mums out there today who, hey, they know things aren't right, they know it's really difficult and they're thinking, will I get help or not? What would, what would you advise them to do? Well, don't wait years like I did. Um, yeah, I think it's really good to um, share, you know, um, and just really ask yourself the question, am I going okay? Um, how do I feel? Am I, you know, am I okay? Yeah. Such great advice. Thank, thank you for that. Now, you've had to navigate a, a marriage breakdown along the way, and I'm sure that's pretty difficult a few years back. How difficult was that for you to parent through? You, you, you're going through your own world of pain, mm -hmm. and also you're a parent as well. Wow. How difficult was that to parent through? Yeah, by far the most difficult season as a mum. Um, that really is the challenge when, you know, you're experiencing such deep pain and heartbreak yourself to then have to help two small children um, to navigate through that. Um, and I think, you know, it's the guilt of, um, in my situation, I was the one that had caused the pain. Um, I couldn't make the marriage work and therefore, you know, the kids were the ones that were suffering. Um, so it was really hard to walk through that and it sort of felt as if it took forever, you know, the constant questions from the kids of, you know, why are you separating and will you get back together and, um, yeah, that was really hard to, to walk through those questions and the emotion all the time. Um, and so that was, yeah, definitely um, the most challenging, yeah. challenging thing. For, for the kids, I've sort of heard this quite often, but sometimes the kids blame themselves um, when yeah. it's not their fault. Was, was there a sense for um, Oscar and Miller that they blame themselves? Did that come across a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. I think Oscar in particular, some of you might have seen AB's message last week with little Oscar and Lawson. Um, that's my Oscar. And it would be easy to, to look at him and think, you know, he's just a normal happy kid, but... For him in particular, it's been a really hard season. He really did wear the divorce of his parents like a label. Um, and, you know, I thought maybe he might never get out the other side and that I had forever changed his, uh, you know, his life. Um, but sort of I had a moment when, when that happened last week and I thought, I actually think I might have done okay. Like, I think he might have come out the other side and he's okay. Um, yeah. Wow. I bet you sat in the service there and thought, well, we're through that. We, we've got through that. I've yeah. arrived. You've okay. arrived for the next season, teenage years. <laughs> yeah, five-minute break. Yeah. Right yeah. back into it. <laughs> but, but through it, as you navigated that season, what did you do to, to help the kids? Like, obviously, you could see their pain. You had your own pain. But... What did you do to bring the kids through? Um, I think for me, I just tried to create space for them to feel what they needed to feel, um, which was obviously challenging because I didn't always have the emotional capacity for it. Um, but I tried as best I could to sort of um, 
ask, let them ask those questions as much as they needed and as often as they needed. Um, and I think probably, um, probably when I started coming to Life Point um, and really made a decision um, to trust God and sort of put Him first, um, I think that um, that sort of really helped to shift shift some stuff, yeah. Okay, that's amazing. It's obviously been a, a long, difficult journey. When did you feel as though things started to get easier for you? Was that when you came to Life Point, or was there a turning point for so. you? I think so, yeah. I think that really was, um, that was the shift for me, and not just for me, but th for the kids as well. I feel like there was sort of a depth of healing that came when we started to be a part of this church. Not just the church, but obviously I invited God into our lives in um, greater detail. You know, we would pray together more often. We would pray about things that they were struggling with. And, um, and I think as I sort of led that, the kids, the kids followed um, and they sort of experienced um, a relationship with God. And I, and I think it's never easy, but what makes it easier is when we have a relationship with Jesus and I think when my kids have you know they've recently found that for themselves um, and that really takes the pressure off me as a mum I feel like if they have a relationship with God um, you know God goes with them wherever they go whether it's mum's house or dad's house or school um, and he can God can really fill the gaps for the for the many that I leave open um, so that really has um, shifted things and it's a little easier now. Yeah. Wow. Well shared. Thank you so much for that, Beck. And, yeah, even though it's been a difficult journey, God's with you and you're moving to new seasons and that's so exciting. Mm -hmm. Thanks for sharing that. Thank you. Now, Cathy. Yes. Round of applause. Wow. Cathy, now you've got a different story. Everyone has their own story, but it's different. Um, yeah, do you just want to share a little bit about your family to let us get to know a little bit and then we'll ask a few more questions. Okay. So um, I'm married with two children and um, two boys. So we always wanted girls, but God had a different plan and I'm very happy he did um, because I love my boys uh, and they're amazing. So... Yeah, so um, I had my first son when I was 25 as well and um, he was very longed for but he was a shock when he arrived. Uh, I had an emergency caesarean which wasn't in my birth plan and um, he arrived a couple, uh, two and a half weeks early uh, and was quite tiny and ended up in, hum in a humidity crib for a few days. Uh, and I couldn't wait to get him home. And when I got home, I had this um, baby who just would not settle, who cried a lot. Uh, and so I was very um, sleep deprived for a long time. My husband had started a big project, so he was very busy with work. And um, I was basically felt it was my job as the mother to take care of this baby now. Um, I struggled a bit with that until he got a diagnosis of reflux and uh, we could medicate him a little bit, only for a fairly short time, thankfully. Um, but then I had to struggle with um, my loss of what I call independence from my job. 
I sort of felt that that up till that point had defined me and not being able to have that social interaction with my work colleagues and um, just a feeling of, of loss of income as well. And as much as I love being a mum, there was that other side of me that, that pulled as well. So then when I did go back to work part-time, I had guilt, lots of guilt about leaving my child with somebody else to raise while I went off to work. Um, so these are all things I'm sure many of you can probably relate to with the guilt about um, yes so yes it's sort of quite challenging who didn't have a reflux baby <laughs> put up your hand everyone we hear well well done well done because I think everyone I've talked to are sleepless nights with reflux babies so okay you, you had that first and then five years later had Jackson and that, that was wonderful and that was awesome and your small family was going well, but um, four months after Jackson, do you want to share a bit of your journey, please, Kathy? Yes, yeah, so um, he went the opposite. He went overdue and it was a very hot summer and I couldn't wait for this child to get out. And um, anyway, when he did come out, the night after I had him in hospital, I started not feeling quite right. I sort of had, the, had sweats even though the room was cool and... Anyway, long story short, four months after I had him, I got given a, a diagnosis of um, Hodgkin's lymphoma and um, that started another whole journey then um, with a very small baby and not knowing whether I was going to survive this or not or, um, or what was going to happen next. I knew it wasn't going to be fun and so... Basically, I had a very sleepless night the first night after I was given that diagnosis. I was happy in one way because it explained all the symptoms I'd been having, but on the other hand, I was just like, God, what am I going to do? You know, I'm not scared for me to die, but kids need their mum and I've got a five-year-old and a four-month-old. And, um, and I had a very good friend who rang me the next morning and she'd been at a prayer group the night before and had a vision for me, which was that um, basically that the battle over my life was in the heavenlies, not, not in the natural. And from that day on, I knew that if God was fighting for me, I was going to be okay. But this was just a journey, um, which was challenging at times. Um, I had to have lots of hospital stays and horrible things happened to me and um, and then in the meantime my husband really stepped up to take care of our son where he could but he still had to work as well so I had my church family, um, my own family, my in-laws, um, I'd been in a playgroup since Bart was little, my oldest one and so the mums there really helped me when I needed it with meals or lots of different things so um, yeah so that was really good. Very difficult journey. You've got a baby, five-year-old, and in and out of hospital for, for months on end. Where did you get your strength? Where, where did you gain the strength to do that part of your journey from, Kathy? I think that because I really felt that God was fighting for me, that this was uh, something I was going to have to go through, but that there was going to be an end to it. Um, I had that from day one, so... I really just um, sought my word. I got into the Bible. I 
just pulled out every healing scripture I could. I claimed them for myself. I just said, okay, God, even when things didn't look fantastic, one of the biggest things he kept saying to me was keep your eyes on me. Don't look at your circumstances. Don't look at the reports. Acknowledge them. But I'm greater than what is in that report. And so I did. Every time I'd get fearful about something that would um, come up next or another um, test I'd have to have, I'd generally pass out. So God took care of that. I didn't have to be scared. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was keep, keep your eyes on him. And um, that was such a wonderful thing because I'd go, okay, God, you got this. Um, and friends and family, obviously, would help too. But that was... They couldn't give my health back and only he could do that. So, yeah, that's what I did. Right. How long before you got a clear bill of health? Well, I had six months of treatment and then I was on maternity leave during that period and then um, about um, eight months after I was given the all clear, I got re-diagnosed again. So I had to start the whole journey again, which I very much had to have a word to God about because as far as I'm concerned, it was done dusted and he'd healed me. So I started another journey with that, with all the treatment for that. But um, God just really, I learnt so much through a whole other another whole lot of treatment and he was so faithful through so many areas and I have amazing miracles happened and tested through that time. So as much as I wouldn't wish it on anybody, um, it was just an amazing experience walking that journey with God, yeah. It's a journey that only God and you can walk together, isn't it? So you've got a clear bell of health from a Hodgkin's lymphoma. Can you just share a bit more of your journey? Um, I didn't realise the impact on my family until 10 years after that I got a diagnosis of breast cancer. So it was through that my children were older then and they had an understanding now of potentially what that meant for mum and their fear came into it. And a lot of it I didn't even realise until years later speaking to them. But... Um, that was another journey and um, same thing. I was, it's just, I think as mums we get used to just getting on with the job. My husband thankfully looked after me so well through surgeries and things like that but we just still have to get up. We have to get up, we take ourselves off, kids off to school, we come home and get the washing on and then maybe if we get a chance have a rest because you're going through treatment, which then depletes your body of all sorts of things. So um, I guess, again, it was just trusting God, okay, the enemy's having another go. I'm going to just keep trusting him and um, one foot in front of the other. So, yeah. Some great advice there. What would you give to advi advice to people who are going through the journey, some sort of journey? Everyone's got their own journey, their own story. They're going through deep waters today. What would be your advice to them, Cathy? Ask for help where you need it. Don't You don't have to do the journey alone, especially if you've got a church family or a family that cares about you or even best friends. Um, you know, they will, they will pick up on things. And, but if you don't sometimes say something, nobody knows. 
And so I would say that the other thing is um, get to know Jesus, get to know the word, get to know the things and the scriptures that apply to you because healing's not for heaven and God has the answers for us but we sometimes just need to ask as well um, and bring them before him. He might have a different to what you had hoped for and but he's always in control and there's always a reason and we might not even know it in this lifetime but there is a reason so yeah thank you so much kathy let's say thanks to kathy <laughs> kathy and beck thank you so much for for getting up here it's not easy to get up here but for, for sharing your heart and sharing your journey and just revealing some of yourself and here at LifePoint, we like to take the masks off and be honest. And um, thank you so much for your honesty. I really appreciate you, both women of God who really are, are leaning into God. And it's wonderful to see. One thing that's come across from both of you is if you need help, go and get it. Both of you said that. If you need help, go and get it. Find some help. And the other one was to lean into God. That God is there. God's your rock. Push back into God and know that God has got you. So there's some great advice today for this Mother's Day and thank you for bringing us that advice. We really appreciate it.